creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Marvellous stuff. Oh, yes. If I could talk to the animals, well, somebody who uh, may be able to talk to the animals is uh, the doctor himself, Dr. Doolittle, Chris Grantham. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? Good morning, Kev. I'm very well, thank you. Marvellous. I, I, I must say, I'm looking forward to this because the last time I saw Dr. Doolittle, it was on a national tour. Tommy Steele was playing the part of Dr. Doolittle. And the only thing really that I can remember from the musical is Tommy Steele's white teeth. Uh, that, it, it was like <laughs> a set of white teeth zooming across the stage. He was so, so active. Uh, and I just couldn't get over how white his teeth was. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the full experience this time um, because, as I, uh, as I mentioned in the run-up, it's being performed at the Duchess Theatre uh, by the Central Musical Theatre Company on the 21st to the 25th of February. And Chris is playing the Doctor. Now then, the musical, uh, it's based on the stories of Hugh Lofting and the 1967 film of the same name. Uh, so for those who don't know the story, if they've been living under a stone or they've not seen Tommy Steele's teeth, uh, what is the musical about and who is Doctor Doolittle? So, the musical is about Dr. Doolittle. He is uh, a doctor in the local town of Puddleby, um, home to about 100 residents. Um, and he's not very good with people, not very good as a doctor, and one day he gets told, uh, you should be an animal doctor, in which he has a pet parrot he can talk to, and then uh, she teaches him all the languages. Over two, she knows 2,000 languages or animals. But then throughout um, the process, we find that he's misunderstood by the humans of Puddleby and that he's been wrongly accused of murder. And he's, throughout the show, he's trying to justify telling these tales of how he became to this situation. So we see this wonderful first act where it's backwards and forwards between these outlandish stories and he's trying to tell them it's the truth. And then in the second act, he goes on this uh, beautiful journey where he escapes Puddleby and goes on this exciting adventure to go find the great pink sea snail, uh, which sounds bonkers as it is, but that's what it is. It's, it's him telling all these outlandish stories and then proving that they are true. You know, it's so long since I saw the film. Uh, I must have only been a kid, and I think I've only seen the film maybe a couple of times. And I, I can't remember that bit in it. It's quite shocking. I can't remember the no, main it, bit. So I think in, in the film, in the film, it's very like at the very last minute you ah. get the sea snail, and the, you see this uh, another great animal, and it's all like in a flash moment at the end of the film. But in the musical is like drawn out, and it's beautiful. And we've got some wonderful um, animals and amazing puppetry uh, in our production. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that um, because, uh, I mean, people see puppets in, in, in sort of from the audience uh, and they, they see it, it's all wonderful and smooth and everything. But how easy or hard has it been working with puppets for this show? Um, it's been an amazing experience. Um, the wonderful Chris Margaret has decided, he works at the Victorian Workshop. He's designed and built all these amazing animal puppets and they're beautiful. I mean, obviously very detailed intricate they've got wagging tails we've got moving mouths heads um we've even got moving goldfish and then the hardest thing i've found is the fact they look so lifelike i'm looking into these animals eyes and i'm getting so distracted i'm just forgetting where i am talking to these animals <laughs> and it's just beautiful i've got like my pet dog i'm stroking him all the time he's wagging his tail against my leg and i've got this all these stunning beautiful puppets and it's, they're just so distracting and mesmerizing so it's such a treat for the eyes anyway and that's just from, from you being on the stage, I suppose, from us being in the audience. It's going to be even more magical. Um, so Now, yes, yeah. as I said, you're playing Dr. Doolittle. So, I mean, have you seen the stage musical or watched the film to get ideas on how to mould your interpretation of the Doctor? 
I've seen, yeah, because um, there's various versions of Dr. Doolittle. Because I grew up with, uh, I grew up with the Eddie Murphy version, which is a lot different to uh, yeah. the musical, and the, uh, the original film. But I've seen, because um, you've got the 67 film, you've got the Eddie Murphy, you've got the old books, and you've got the recent Robert Downey Jr. version as well. And each one have like taken kind of different characteristics from Doctor Doolittle and what he's about and what you know what his characteristics are, what triggers him, what makes him act in such a way. So I kind of like taking influence from all these um, different character uh, character versions of Doctor Doolittle, even Philip Schofield's one as well. Um, and I've just kind of built this character of like he's a bit antisocial. He's very kind of. Um, <clears throat> Well, he's not very good with people at all. And we see them in this courtroom trapped in this kind of situation he doesn't want to be in. And then in the second act, we see him just excel into this wonderful, beautiful, colourful character, being free with the animals. And it's just such a beautiful story. You see, I'm, I'm thinking it now must be a thing about doctors. Um, because straight when you, when you were describing Doctor Doolittle, it reminds me of Doc Martin, um, of, of course, who's sort of, you know, he's very antisocial with, with humans. And then again, he's not very... <laughs> Any good with animals either. Yeah, it, it, so. it, I, I cannot, yeah, I think there's a beautiful scene where you first see him as a doctor, and it's lit, that is the perfect def- definition. It's Doc Martin at the start. <laughs> <laughs> he he hate, hate, hates human beings. Like, why, why can't humans be more like animals? That's exactly it. Uh, and I'm sure there's a song like that as well in, in there. So, I mean, talking about songs, does the musical use the songs of the original 1967 film um, as, as well as, you know, the, the, the sort of big blown-out musical? Yep, yep. So um, it's got all the songs from the original, plus the ones they couldn't include in the film. Uh, well, ones they uh, developed for different characters, because there is a love interest, there is a love story as well. So there's a couple of... I mean, they didn't really have that in the 67 version. Um, but with the there's an Emma character played by Sarah Toll, and there's Matthew Mugg played by Gary Heap, and there's this sort of awkward love triangle going off throughout the story. So there's some beautiful duets and trios and things with us singing uh, singing some songs that um, people probably haven't heard before. The, the soundtrack um, to, to the musical itself, it is a gorgeous soundtrack. There are, as you say, there's some lovely pieces of music, which maybe you wouldn't expect from a, a, a Disney, well, it's Disney-esque type film, isn't it? So, um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, the soundtrack it is, is just brilliant. I love the soundtrack. Now then, uh, it'll have been a, a pretty full-on 12 months for you uh, because uh, I know that you were in Hunchback. I came along to see Hunchback uh, for the Nottingham Operatic Society. You're playing Dr. Doolittle this month. In March, I believe you're directing Assassins as well um, for the, for yep, the cast. That, yeah, that's where I currently am. If you can hear them in the background, they're singing um, as, we, as we speak. Ah, so... And, singing. and uh, are you involved in, in the Nottingham Operatic Society's production of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is on later this year? Um, fingers crossed. They, uh, they are holding um, company auditions soon, so fingers crossed. I mean, that's an amazing production I'd love to be in, which is very much on the kind of uh, feel of Dots Doolittle. Yeah. There's so many bits of music and dialogue that kind of link with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because it's all the same era, same time. Well, fingers so, crossed. Yeah, um, yeah for fingers the, crossed. Yeah, for that one. Uh, but y- you've got to get Doctor Doolittle out of the way. Um, yeah, get get, get Doctor Doolittle out of the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So now then, um, the the costumes in the show. I, I'm always fascinated by the costumes and everything. And as I say, I've seen the original film, the '67 film, and I've seen the the stage production. Um, how would you describe the Doctor's costume for your show? My costume. Um, so. I've got 
he's extravagant. He said, if you think of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, so you've got the beautiful bright colour uh, blazer, you've got the floral pattern bright waistcoat, you've got a big beautiful bow tie, and you've got this over-the-top um, top hat. So it's very out there, and it's uh, it, it's stunning to look. And we hired all these beautiful costumes for the show. Just to, it's just going to look like a beautiful scene in the, the 18, 1830s. Now then, the um, the, your your character and everything uh, is it, sort of it, it's the main character. It's involved in everything. What have you found to be the most difficult part of playing Doctor Doolittle? I would, I think it's the most challenging part I've done because. As the title suggests, it's all about Dr. Doolittle. So I am in every scene, talking to every single character, talking, I've got, I've got over an hour's worth of dialogue, then an hour's worth of song. So it's very, very wordy. Um, so I've been, I've recorded myself doing the whole show, songs and everything, and I've been listening to myself in my sleep, when I go to bed, in my car, just in my ear all the time, just so I can get this repetition of all the words coming out, like, like how you would learn a song. Um, so all the rhythms and all the contrasts and I'm just listening to it all the time constantly at the minute so I've got my own voice just ringing in my head all the time <laughs> So after, after this show has finished then on the 25th of February do you think you'll just be able to switch off or are you still going to have you know sort of the words and everything in your head how, how difficult is it to, to switch off from such a big show like Doctor Doolittle it's, it's difficult. I mean, I played um, Harold Hill a few years ago from Music Man, and I learned the song, uh, You Got Trouble, and I've always kept learning it and kept doing it, because once you've learned one of these songs, you need to keep refreshing your memory, because it's, they're just amazing songs to know, and be able to just pull out uh, and just perform one day. So I think uh, some of the songs, like uh, I've got some long um, song at the end about what, about saving the animals, why can't we be more like animals, like animals? And it's so wordy, it's over five minutes long. And I think that's definitely one that I will always keep using as you know, a vocal warm-up or just repetition and, and, and keep it in my memory all the time. So I always try to keep things um, vaguely familiar so I can just call them back again. It's like the museum song in Barnum, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's such a brilliant yeah. patter song uh, that, uh, you know, to, to be able to just sort of roll that out, um, it, it just looks and sounds so impressive. Um, it does so, uh, and I'm, I'm sure this show is going to. Well, I know this show is going to be an absolutely impressive uh, show because it's just a great story. The soundtrack is brilliant. Um, from what I've seen, the cast are amazing uh, in it as, as well. So, where can people get tickets to come along and see Doctor Doolittle? So, um, tickets are available. You can go into the Duchess on a Saturday morning, Duchess Theatre, between ten and twelve. You can book tickets there. Um, you can also book tickets through the Central Musical Theatre Company's social media, so Facebook and Instagram. And there's also, you can go on Ticket Source, which is the main uh, platform for our selling of tickets. And you can actually just type Dr. Doolittle and it'll uh, pop up. You can even Google it. You can pop Dr. Doolittle Central and it'll come up with the link for you. I imagine the tickets are going really, really well um, because it's... They are, they are. This, I believe, is uh, it's like it's an East Midlands premiere, really, isn't it? Because there's nobody around here that's ever done Doctor Doolittle before. No, no, and it's, it is one of these perfect musicals, and I think um, it went well, during half-term time, so it's a very much a family show. It's beautiful for kids. It's it's beautiful for children as well. It's um, it's just a beautiful story for the whole family to enjoy. So it's definitely worth the watch. And like I say, tickets are are 
picking up really fast uh, at the minute. And it's always great to see musicals with puppets in as well because that interaction between the human and the puppet and you, you just seem to forget that, you know, there's somebody behind that puppet. Um, you know, you, you just focus on the puppet, don't you? I, I know I do anyway. Yeah. So, now yeah, then, our, our puppeteers are brilliant. Lovely stuff. So, Central Musical Theatre Company, um, it's Dr. Doolittle. It's at the Duchess Theatre in Long Eaton. Car parking everywhere around there, so you've got no problems at all about car parking. It's on the 21st to the 25th of February. Uh, tickets, I believe, at £15. Am I right with that? Yeah, there are £15, and we do have concessions throughout the whole week, so uh, whatever performance, there are concessions uh, available. Brilliant stuff. Pop along down there. It's on the bus route. Uh, if, if you're coming from Nottingham as well, it's a five-minute walk from the uh, from the bus stop uh, to the theatre. And as I say, there's loads and loads of car parking uh, around there as well. So absolutely no reason not to come and see uh, Dr. Doolittle. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on and telling us um, about it. Is uh, I mean, I, you've said that uh, the, the sort of rehearsals in the back uh, in the background there. Are you going to be re- rehearsing sort of all day, or is this just a part? Yeah, part uh, of it. My, my Sundays consist of uh, assassins in the morning, got to do little in the evening, and then uh, try and schedule some time in with my wife on a Sunday <laughs> evening. I don't, I don't see my wife; <laughs> just to buy a ticket to see me. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, you'll have a bit of time for it on Tuesday, uh, Valentine's Day, um, of, of course. So, uh, Chris, been brilliant uh, speaking to you. I can't wait to see this because I, I know that I'm going to remember more than shiny white teeth uh, this time round. Uh, I am so. Uh, take care. Have a brilliant Sunday, and we'll, we'll see you down there, 21st to the 25th of February. <laughs> Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did, and thank you.